0: Do you ever hear the alarm go off and think, "Eh, five more minutes? Well, you are not alone. Welcome to the Life as a Team Sport podcast, where we will take the concepts from sports and apply them to everyday life. So whether you're an athlete, a former athlete, the mom of an athlete, or just love watching sports, we invite you to come along with us as we explore family, faith, fitness, and have a lot of fun doing it. This is a podcast by the women of sport for the women of sport. Hey, Patricia. Welcome back to the team room.
1: Thanks. How are you doing, Beck? I'm great. It was so fun seeing you this weekend. Oh, my goodness. This weekend was definitely one for the books. Yes, it was. Uh, we were able
0: to do our college girls weekend together with our other four friends. And, you know, I am a little bummed we didn't do a round table and do some funny things from college soccer. And though those stories did come up, I did I do remember a few of them.
1: I know. So for those of you that didn't catch our Instagram story, Becky and I and four of our college soccer teammates went to uh, New Jersey and rented a house and hung out for the weekend, which uh, we get together once or twice a year. And so there's always lots of laughing, lots of reminiscing and old storytelling. So eventually we'll get all of them on the podcast at some point. Sarah's been on. Yeah, we will get the rest of them on at some point. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was fantastic. It was really
0: nice. We had a great sunny day. So up here in the North, getting that sun on our face was just, um, it really feels good.
1: So yeah, for sure. Well, today we thought we would uh, take a page from actually some of the things that we were talking about this weekend. And we're going to discuss working within a group. Because I think that is definitely something that kids learn by playing team sports. That's something uh, certainly Becky and I have learned over the years and been able to apply in lots of areas of life. So that's going to be our topic for today. But first, I'm going to share my highlight reel with you. I wanted to tell you guys about the Enneagram. So this is, I mean, when it was first presented to me, it was presented as a personality test, which I suppose in its simplest form, maybe it is. Um, but as I've learned more and more about it, I think there's a lot of layers to it, which is why yes. I like it. It's not a simple personality test. Um, so if you haven't taken the Enneagram test, I will link a very simple test that you can take. There's lots of Enneagram tests out there. There's a free one that I've used that it takes literally five minutes. And you throw your email address in there and they send you your results so I'll link it in the show notes if you guys want to take it. Um, but I first took the Enneagram a couple of years ago, and I learned what my personality type within the Enneagram was. So the Enneagram gives you uh, numbers one through nine, and they've numbered they've numbered them, and then they've named each one of those numbers. And then they give you your top one or two or three choices of the way you tested, and then you kind of read through and really decipher how you think your personality is. And as I as I read through it, I re- I really gravitated towards one of the numbers and that I I'm, I'm pretty positive 100% that I am an Enneagram 8. And so as you learn <laughs> more about the Enneagram, um, you know, we we like to take up causes for other people and um burn things down. And, you know, just <laughs> there's a lot of memes out there. It's, it's kind of funny, but very strong um, personality, very self-confident kind of um, people. So um, anyway, but then it shows you what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. It shows you the way you interact with other people. Um, and, you know, it's tendencies, right? Like they're not going to tell you exactly for you, you're going to have other pieces that go into those things. But as a general rule, I think there's a lot of really cool things that can be drawn out of the Enneagram. And right. one of the things we discussed this weekend that we, we actually spent a little bit of time looking up each other's Enneagrams, but it tells you what your personality kind of looks like when you are healthy and then in, um, in times of being unhealthy. And right. I can see pieces of myself come out in times where I'm unhealthy of my personality. I'm like, ooh, oh, that's dead on. I don't really like what it looks like, but that's dead on. <laughs> so it's a really interesting thing to do if you haven't if you haven't taken the Enneagram test. The, I heard someone on a podcast the other day describe it as being able to put on glasses that allow you to see through someone else's perspective. And I really appreciate that when it comes to understanding my friends and how they see the world because they don't see it the way that I do. So Becky, for example, is a different Enneagram number than me. So do you want to share? Oh, yes, yes.
0: I'm that lovely number seven, if you didn't guess it already, considering I'm pretty bubbly and outgoing and I'd like to have fun. I joked one time with my daughter. I said, I said, my name, my middle name is fun, Becky fun, Pinio. And she looked at me and was like, really, mommy? I'm like, no, it's really not. It's Becky Shea. And your name is Ali Shea. I named you after me. So that was kind of comical. But um, I am a seven. And I think it's interesting because I am learning more and more about the Enneagram. And I've been listening to a couple of different podcasts, which I found very helpful. Because like you were saying, Patricia, it's not just a personality test. It's definitely layered. And mm-hmm. they were talking about the trifecta or the tri something of... The Enneagram, I don't know if you've heard that word yet, Patricia, but they um, they did something with that today I was listening to. Um, I was listening to that. I also appreciate the Enneagram because you have wings. And so when you wing towards your other two numbers, I find myself very heavy in a six. So I'm sure I wing eight with some things, with confidence for sure. But I definitely wing six in a lot of the thinking zone and getting stuck in your head and you know, different things like that. So uh, I've also found it very interesting with our friends and my husband, let's just say. And I really wish I had done some more studying either of this or of something else sooner because it has opened my eyes, like you said, to their perspective and to why they do what they do. Like we're always kind of wondering with our kids or I teach with my students and coworkers, like why do people do what they do? But once you figure out it's just part of them, Mm -hmm. there's a lot more like I feel like there's more grace there's more grace for them because you're like oh like that's just kind of what they do they don't always know why they're doing it it's just part of them yeah so another thing for sure Patricia I'd like to look into with the Enneagram is to look at when children's personalities are developed and is it nature versus nurture and (laughs) right and how are they but how are they also developing and like because you're not supposed to tell people what number they are they're supposed to take the quiz and then kind of study it themselves and figure out where they want to be. Patricia, I heard this one guy once. He said that he thought he was this one number for like a year or two, but he really was in denial because he just didn't want to be that number, the other number. <laughs> and then once he really came to it, he was like, I really am a number, whatever. But he just really didn't like the number that he is because he saw some of the um, maybe the weaknesses or some of the things when you're unhealthy. Mm. But again, that just speaks into, you know, we're not always going to be healthy. And sometimes, you know, we have to look at those things and have other people speak into our life,
1: just like we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Well, and I think all nine of the personality types have strengths, you know, it's not like one's better than another one. They all have strengths and they all have weaknesses, which is why we need each other. But you're right, being able to appreciate why people act the way they do, why they react the way they do sometimes. I've had coworkers take this, and it honestly has helped me so much in interacting with them because I get to kind of see from their perspective a little bit in like, oh, you know what, they probably appreciate it if it was done this way, or if it was said this way, because they're an Enneagram, whatever. Right. And so it does help us in, in interacting with other people from that perspective as well.
0: Well, right. And, you know, there's the one Enneagram, I think it's five that that needs like they feel low on their resources and they like feel like they have to keep their energy because they don't have a lot of energy and they just have to have only so much time with people and then they need a break. Well, one Mm -hmm. of our girlfriends is a number five and I will not name her on the show, but I could just tell this weekend when like, I just was kind of like, do you want to like go in the room and just have some alone time? Like (laughs) she kind of looked at me like, yeah, I do. But she didn't because she it's also, we want to be together, but I could just feel it like, you know, that's okay. Like if you yeah. just now the other side of it is me being a seven. When I had to like go get my rings, we're getting cleaned at my jeweler where we were, and I was like, I had to get my rings, and I was gonna miss out on fifteen minutes together. I just was like having FOMO, you know, and all <laughs> weekend they're teasing me about my FOMO because I just I don't like to miss anything. I just I love my people and so
1: it was pretty funny. It's good to be able to laugh at ourselves too. You know, yeah. like Knowing yourself, I think is important. And then being able to say, you know what? You're right. It's part of my personality, whatever. Like you have FOMO. I'm burning something down. It's fine. It's It's great. It's great. It is (laughs) funny. It is funny. funny. And it is,
0: you know, we say this, but it really is true to like laugh at ourselves and not take ourselves so seriously. Life is just too hard as it is. So I guess when we can laugh at ourselves,
1: it's better. (laughs) Exactly cool well i will link the uh the test as well as there's the enneagram institute is a website and it it's what i usually use to look at the different types with the definitions and the levels of health it's all on there it's a free website so we'll link all that if you want to check it out feel free also if you haven't joined our uh, facebook group and you would like to do that jump on facebook and look for life is a team sport it's a closed group, but they, we just have a couple of rules. You can check those out, and then we'll let you in. And uh, we put up a poll in there to find out what different people's enneagrams are. So feel free to take the test and then jump in there and let us know. Yeah. So you know, Patricia, after this podcast drops, we might have more
0: people taking the poll, and then have <laughs> yeah. more women being able to interact with each other. And then, you right? You know, and that's what we want. We want you to connect with each other, and you know, people exactly
1: grow. Yeah, (laughs) Love it. All right. Well, today we want to talk about working within a group. And so we've divided that into three different skill sets that I think that are important when working within a group. And the first one is leading self. Because working within a group, you have to be able to lead yourself well. So what I mean by that is understanding yourself and your own personality. We talked a little bit about that with the Enneagram and also knowing your values and beliefs, right? So understanding what I believe and what I value is very important when I come into the context of a group, because not everyone is going to value or believe the same things and that's okay, but I need to understand where I am with things that are important to me. Right. Very true. Yeah. And then I also need to be able to know what my gifts and talents are, right? Like, what am I yes. contributing here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why, am, why am I here? Yes. So on, a, on a sports team, right, we walk true. into that having at least a little bit of an understanding if we made the team. We at least know what our position is within the team, right, what position we play. Mm-hmm. And then as things start to evolve and develop, we start to understand other roles, right? Like, maybe I'm a starter. And so my position is to be out on the field, to be a vocal leader, you know, whatever that is. Maybe I'm not a starter and maybe my role is a support person. Maybe my role is to make the starters better at practice, right? Yeah, it's very true. Maybe my role is to encourage someone. Everyone has a different role and there are many roles, I think, that each person plays. And so as we start to get into the context of whatever the group is, we start to understand that the more we observe things.
0: Yeah, very true. And, you know, it's hard to to figure out your role sometimes. And it's hard to accept those mm-hmm. roles and to even accept your weaknesses and then being able to
1: ask for help. Yeah. When you know what your weaknesses are. Right. Yeah, that so. is true, too. That's something yeah. that uh, some of us struggle more than others is asking for help. True. And some <laughs> of us are just needy all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but we balance each other out that way. And I think that's important.
0: True. Very true.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think we can learn from each other in that, in that too.
0: Definitely. So when you say lead yourself, like where would we want to go with that? Like for me leading, well, I'll go with it. For me, leading myself is, you know, making sure that I'm at my healthiest and that doesn't always mean eating healthy. However, those do play into it. Watching what I'm eating, making sure I'm getting the sleep I need and working out, You know, it's funny because I was going to get up and go to the pool tomorrow morning, but the only time I can swim before work is 5 a.m. So that means I have to roll out of bed at like 4.30, 4.40, which is some people do this for work and that, you know, your body gets used to it. Awesome. Mm -hmm. High five. Mm -hmm. Me, however, I need at least seven hours, usually eight hours of sleep now where I'm at in my life. And so I would barely get that. And so sometimes I'll sacrifice to go, but other times like tonight, I was like, it was painful but i called i gave up my slot and let so somebody else can get the early slot because i knew i wanted to be at my best tonight for you for this mm. podcast and for my family and so i i chose to give that slot up for me that's hard because yeah. i want to work out and i want to go to the pool and but to lead myself well i had to say okay this is the best i can do and mm-hmm. and it's good and
1: then maybe i can go swim thursday right so yeah, no, I think that means that you know your priorities. Yes. And I think that's really important as well when it comes to leading yourself. That's true, because I did prioritize my family over
0: myself in this instance.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Right, exactly. So whether your group is your family, whether your group is your coworkers at work, right, mm-hmm. or yeah. your, your group is a group of friends, right? you need to know what your priorities are in that group, what role you play in that group. And then being your best self involves sometimes giving something up. Sometimes it involves doing something that's hard, right? Yeah, true. Um, that's very true. One thing that we talk about in the, in the athletic world is um, doing things that bring you freedom. Mm-hmm. Because there are things that we can do that bring us pleasure in the moment But they don't bring us freedom. So, for example, Mm. last night, uh, my husband ran out to get a shamrock shake for my daughter because, you know, St. Patrick's Day and all the things. Right. But I know that if he offered to get me one.
0: Right. Right. But I know
1: (laughs) if I have one, I would have regretted it today. Right. Badly. So I chose not to get it. Right. It would have brought me pleasure in the moment because, you know, it's yummy. Right. But it was going to bring me freedom to give that up in the long run. And so what are the things that you're doing that are bringing you freedom? And what are the things that you're not doing that are bringing you freedom? And then evaluating what are the things that you're doing that are not bringing you freedom? <laughs> so you're so you're saying you would
0: have not been free because today you would have felt the issues of the lactate maybe or that
1: too much sugar. Right. I nearby. would have felt miserable. I was in an all-day Zoom conference training
0: mm-hmm. and
1: sitting there in front of my computer all day, I would have felt like crap. And I know I couldn't have gone running or done anything. Right. because i that chained to my computer. Right. Okay. So planning ahead and knowing what I needed to do for the long run versus what I wanted to do in the moment. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So I think we can do that with a lot of things and it's prioritizing, you know, the later over the now.
0: You know, I have to say I struggle with that for sure because I am pretty healthy. And so a lot of times I'll be like, well, I can have that ice cream because I will run tomorrow. (laughs) But that is not a great mindset. Sure. I'm trying to change that mindset for real. So I'm really trying to eat more of the whole foods. And I know a lot of women and men struggle with this of just choosing that more freedom and choosing things that are healthier over the processed, easy, quick, grab and go food. Because right. that's our culture. You know, it's very fast and fast food and now. So um, definitely I like that. Choosing the freedom over the pleasure.
1: Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because pleasure is temporary, right? Like it ends the moment what a, the activity is over, right? So the moment True. the milkshake's gone, <laughs> ah, darn, it's, it's all gone, right? Yeah. And so prioritizing something that's going to last a little bit longer versus the temporary thing. Right. That's good. I like yeah. that. All right. So the second piece of our working within a group that we wanted to talk about was leading others. So once you can lead yourself, being able to be in a leadership role with others. And this happens on sports teams, whether you're the captain or not, whether you're the freshman or the senior, it doesn't matter. You're going to get put into a position at some point where you are needing to lead And so learning how to do that is something that happens, I think, in sports quite naturally. And then we take it and translate it into the rest of our life, right? Whether that be at work, within a friend group, within family. I know we had multiple discussions about what we were doing, when we were doing it, where we were eating this weekend, right? There were only (laughs) six of us.
0: (laughs) Yes, we did.
1: We, have, right. we
0: had sport. That was like a sport trying to figure out <laughs> when and where and who was doing what. And...
1: Exactly. But I mean, there were all opportunities for people to different people to step up and lead at different times. Which and we nice. all take advantage of those, you know, of those things kind of when it's our turn to do that. And, you know, the six of us work really well together. And so we, we do that pretty well. But I think learning how to do that and then using it in life is definitely something that is important when you're, when you're working in a group. Right, and the one thing that we were
0: talking about with this that goes along with this is learning when to be a good follower. So hmm. you're well. Always... That's number three. Oh darn it! Sorry, I jumped ahead. <laughs> darn it! Wait, we got to go
1: back. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. We are going to get to that though. So save your thought. Okay, I'm holding on. I got. Okay, it. save your thought. So when it comes to leading, though, I think it's important with, that we start with relationships, because yes. leading implies that it's me plus other people. Oh, you're not leading your, your. And so I've led myself already. We've moved from, we've moved on, Becky. And so now if I'm leading others, then I I have to have relationship with them. Yes.
0: Yep. And, and I mean that my life is just all about relationships, which really everybody's are, but they don't always talk about it. Mm -hmm. However, you know, to have those healthy relationships, we have to do the hard work, which is communicate Mm -hmm. and give some. Give some truth and love. Um, You know, giving the truth isn't easy, but it is loving because you can't really love somebody if you don't tell them what's really going on. Sure. I've been learning that as well. Yeah. So uh, Yeah.
1: Well, and it involves empathizing with them, too. You know, being willing to enter their world and sit with them and hear them from mm -hmm. their perspective as best as possible. And then, yeah, being able to share the truth with them is important as well.
0: Yeah, and that's the other thing I've been learning, too, is that even when you share a truth, people aren't always going to want to do that. So we then have to just realize, I love you regardless of what you do. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. sometimes that doesn't always come across. So especially in our high-paced world with our family and our kids and our work and our jobs, we have to sometimes backtrack and try to make that clear with those that we are leading So whether it's words or phone call or email or, or just whatever, but just to make that clear that that's something that's not easy to do because Mm -hmm. especially when you love someone and you're trying to, you're really trying to help them to still be able to say, you know what, it's okay. Whatever you do, um, I'm still going to be here, you know, you're just going to have to reach out and, you know, try to stay connected.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that relationship. Piece. I mean, when we were talking about leading self, we talked about knowing our own personality, our values, our beliefs, our gifts, our talents, our roles. When you're leading other people, you have to know all that stuff about them. And that's a lot of work as the leader to get to know all of that stuff about a lot of people, right? If you're leading a team, whether that be a team at work, a sports team, you know mm-hmm. whatever you're in a friend group That's obviously in your family it's important mm-hmm. and so putting in the time and the effort and the work to build that relationship to know all those things and to have that connection is important very true
0: and i guess that go- it all goes back to personality to learning about <laughs> others and their right. personality and how they're going to react or not react to something you know you might have a team that reacts well to a certain type of activity when the other another team Well, actually, thinking of my teaching, certain classes of students just do well at certain things. And it comes down to the relationship that I have with them and their personalities.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It is cool. I mean, speaking of the Enneagram, there's a team that I worked with a couple of years ago, and I made all the girls on the team take the Enneagram test. (laughs) Yeah, just so you could see where they're at. It was really interesting. I would say a third of the team had the same personality. Oh wow. The same number. They were all ones, which was oh. very interesting. Well, <laughs> ones are like purposeful, self-controlled, kind of perfectionistic, like I mean, I mean, you think high-level athletes and it all makes sense, but it was very interesting in my the way I approached the rest of the season. Yeah. Because knowing that helped me to communicate with them better. Oh, definitely.
0: That's that's really interesting. Yeah. But very true. I mean, to be a high level, you have to have those perfectionistic, I'm sure
1: to some sure. extent.
0: That's why I think I do have that one, that's the part of one in me. I noticed that is that because of sports. Yeah. When I when I practiced sports growing up and when I played sports, very, very perfectionistic. Like I right. couldn't leave the court until I had like ten in a row free throws made. Like you just nope. didn't leave. Can't when leave you, the gym. You never left without a make. Like I just told my <laughs> eight-year-old daughter that outside. I'm like, okay, let's do a make now. We got to make end one on a make. leave. <laughs> just end on a make. It could be right under the basket, but we're just going to make one. That's she's, right. But she loved it. She was she's happy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, but you could stay up close and do it. You don't have to make the, you know, the crazy shot. <laughs> just go real close. So I guess that, you know, that's our personality. And yeah. that does show Patricia how the Enneagram, because somebody said to me, oh, you're not really just one number ever. I'm like, well, no, 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 no. We do have all the different personality things in us. It just shows which ones that your shine, dominant. shine through a little more than others.
1: Yeah. So. It's your, it's your dominant personality type, but yeah, you're right. We have a lot of different pieces, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody pointed that
0: out and I was like, well, yeah,
1: you know, sure. <laughs>
0: you're not completely a seven. I mean, you don't want to be just one number. It's fun to right. all the numbers. That would be a seven. We don't want to be missing out
1: on any number. Oh my gosh, Becky. <laughs> don't have any gram FOMO on me. I do. Don't do it. That's funny. So I think the other piece of leading others beyond the understanding personalities and roles is the communication piece. Because now I'm having to communicate with someone else or another group of people. And so understanding my communication style, understanding what I'm sounding like to them, right? Like I might think I'm communicating well and they might not be hearing me at all. Very true. And (laughs) so understanding communication becomes a huge piece to leading others. And in order for us to understand how we communicate, we have to get feedback on that and we have to be open to feedback on that. And I think that that's an important piece of leading well is taking uh, feedback. You know, when you say that, you have to be able to be vulnerable to Mm -hmm. take feedback. That
0: word just keeps coming back to me because when you're on a team or in a marriage or a friendship, you have to be able to take, like you said, feedback, but you have to be able to know that they're coming from a place of love. If that play, if that person is coming from a place of love, then you trust them. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Then we can take it. I look back to a lot of my coaching times where I was a player and a coach and some of the best teams I was played for. And some of the, the, I felt the most connected to my athletes was where there was a major bond of trust mm-hmm. and, and loyalty, things like that, where you knew they had your back. And right. I think I, I feel that. And I know that within our, our small group of, of friends, our our six women is because there's a level of trust that is undeniable. We, we do have each other's back and we ha- and we love each other so deeply that we're able to, um, cover things that happen like love covers a multitude of sins the bible mm-hmm. teaches and that's mm-hmm. kind of a verse that talks about we're all going to sin against each other a lot because we're sinners but we are able to cover it with love because yeah. we know because we know we're all broken so we're all trying to help each other along the right. path so um but yeah being able to be vulnerable mm-hmm. that word always gets me is uh, very important
1: yeah well and i think you bring up a good point too about when there's conflict right mm. and so yep you know, we communicate and then, you know, there's going to be conflict because we're human, right? Like you just said. Yes. And so being able to deal with conflict then becomes an important skill as well. Yes. And that's a whole nother topic. No, it really it really is. That could be <laughs> its own podcast. But I think everyone has dealt with conflict on some level, be in family, a friend group, at work. And so checking your communication looking at people as human, evaluating your relationships with them, all of those things become vital when you're dealing with conflict. Right. And the the other buzzword in my brain that goes off a lot is boundaries Mm. that I've been
0: working through and, Mm -hmm. you know, having boundaries as a coach, as a parent, as a teacher, um, everything, there's boundaries in every, every place we have. Yeah. So realizing those boundaries and able to be able to navigate through there and pivot when you need to.
1: Right. Exactly. All right. So our last thing, our last number for working within a group is to follow well. So Becky had some thoughts on this. I know <laughs> if you haven't forgotten them.
0: Okay. Well, I really had one, Okay. but
1: you know, it really is
0: fun as a leader to follow sometimes because leading gets tiring and gets exhausting. So I just noticed this weekend, like I I'll just Patricia knows our girlfriend's I did kind of lead the way with getting this trip together. And, and I was happy to do so. Cause I love my, my girls, but there are times in the weekend where I was just like, so glad that others were leading in what we were doing, where we were going. And I, I literally said a couple of times, I'm going to go back here and follow like, just because I needed to take a break I needed to step back. So it's nice to be able to know when we need to do that. And, yes. and then, other people to pick up and lead.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. And I mean, obviously, it's important who you follow. That's right. True. <laughs> but in a group of people that you trust, right? Allowing yeah. other people to step up and lead. Yeah, it can, it can be relaxing in some ways. <laughs> like yes, it can give yes. you a break. Um, I know I tend to be that person that if no one's leading, I tend to you know kind of pick up the charge and. I um, say. You. All right, here's how we're going to do it. I know, it's shocking. Yeah. Um, however, this weekend I think I spent a lot of time saying, "Yeah, I don't care. It's fine." You did. Becky at one point was like, "I'm going to count how many times you say I don't care." It's
0: true. <laughs> you I did cuz you're just like, "I don't care, I don't care." I was like, "That's really weird."
1: <laughs> right. I know. I was the kind of enjoying it though, you know, just right? letting other people pick what we're doing, whatever. And and at the end of the day, I'm here to hang out with you all, and so Whatever you decide we're doing, I'm in, you know, it's cool.
0: Yeah. And that was really neat. And the other thing I was going to say with being able to follow was um, when, oh, here it is. When you're, when you have a team and you are able to watch kids that are not the leaders, but when the leader kind of gives over their reign to those other athletes and gets them leading, it is such a neat as a coach, I'm looking at this as a coach and as a teacher because mm-hmm. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. And it's so neat to see those other kids um, and the confidence it brings them and the unity within the team when that player who isn't a starter or or isn't the lead scorer or, you know, mm-hmm. but they are able to lead in a certain way. It's just it bolsters the whole team. Everybody just gets like this excitement and energy and, and camaraderie. Like it just yeah.
1: brings you together. Yeah, No, I think that's good. And I think, you know, like in the context of a family, even giving the kids an opportunity to pick where we're going to dinner or, you know, pick the fun activity we're going to do or whatever, like, it just gives them an opportunity to lead. And I get to know them a little bit better, because they're going to lead through their own personality. So by me giving up the opportunity to say, here's what we're doing and saying, Mm What would you like to do? And giving them the opportunity to lead through that, I get to know them a little bit better as well by making myself a follower.
0: Yeah. And you know, Patricia, you just said that and I was thinking it um, for maybe a lot of our families out there with kids, you know, when they're at an old enough age to do this, but when you guys do like a family night, letting your kids pick the game or letting mm-hmm. your kids pick the activity. I remember this because Patricia told me once their kids get to pick like what they do. And one of her kids picked mini golf when it was nice out of course. But I thought that's like really cool because how how much fun would your child at like seven or eight be like, hey, can we go get ice cream at this place? And you, okay, we're, we're going to go do that. You know, yeah. like it just gives them that leadership, you know, yeah. shows them you know, they're, they're, they're heard, they're, they're loved. Yeah. And we see you because that's what it does. We see you.
1: I think it does that even in the context of a work environment. Mm -hmm. I've done that with staff, you know, like, Hey, you know, guys, we're going to do, you know, we're going to have our meeting and, you know, once a month, we're going to do our meeting at a, at a fun location, or, you know, we're going to do some sort of team building activity and give them opportunities to speak into that, you know, like, what do you think would be a fun? You know, one person's like, "Oh, we should go to top golf." Another person's, "Oh, we should, you know, go and play ultimate frisbee in the park or you know whatever." But like, cool. Like, let's try all of those at different times, but you get the opportunity to let them lead and you find out that other people are really strong as well when you give them opportunities to step up and that's always really cool. Yeah, totally. I totally see that. And agree. Yeah. All right. Well, so we've talked about leading yourself, mm-hmm. leading others, and following well, which are all important skills when it comes to working well within a group. Anything to add as we, before we get to your blooper reel? Because I'm excited to hear this story. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you are.
0: Um, <laughs> you know what? I don't really have much to add, but my blooper story actually kind of shows up in this topic as well.
1: Oh, perfect. All right. Well, do tell.
0: (laughs) All right. So my blooper today is about, happened about three years ago and we were skiing up in Vermont with our good family friends and we were on the, we're on the bunny hill, but the bunny hill in Vermont is a lift. So you have to go through these gates to get on the lift. The lift is, you know, probably 40 feet in the air, I guess. I'm trying just guessing. So we're, we're pretty high up and if anybody knows me, I love to take pictures. So always taking pictures, taking video. I don't always use them, but I love to take them. So before we, you know, when we're on the lift, I like to take pictures of myself and the kids or the people behind me I'm with. So, you know, you should always zip your pockets, right? When you get on the lift. So you can oh probably no. tell where I'm going. Yep. We're going up this lift and the snow is about four to five feet deep. Not kidding and we get off the lift i ski a little bit and then i realize i don't have my phone <sighs> yeah we looked all over the ground. we we did the lift a few times and then i realized we must have i must have dropped it like i there's no other yep there's no other so we all tried to start calling it right but it's always on silent so because i don't like dinner, like at school when right. i'm teaching I, I have it on my person but i don't have it on and so we went Get this, Patricia. We went under the lift and took our skis off and walked in three to four foot of snow. We used our poles and we were kind of, you know what we were doing as well? We were looking for spots in the snow that looked like something fell. Oh, yeah. I don't even know how, you guys, but we found it. We found (gasps) the phone. It was turned off by that point because it was frozen. Yes. And luckily, we got it warm and it did come on. (laughs) But here's the funny part is that the people, the people we were with our close friends, okay. with Sarah and her husband and Uh we were with them. And three years later, Todd texted me on the day that my phone that we found that I dropped my phone on the left. So he texted me like it was this January and he's like, Becky, I just came up in my photo journal that we found you dropped your phone in Vermont and we found it. I was like, Oh my (laughs) goodness. I'll never live this down. Like every time we go skiing now, Becky, you remember when you dropped your phone off the lift? I'm like, yes. And then my husband's like, are your pockets zipped? You know, like everybody's always like, hold your phone. So, uh, Wow. I'm just impressed that you found it. Yes. It, it was pretty wacky that we found it. But yeah, it was, I was pretty upset, of course, when it happened because all my pictures and videos, oh, yeah,
1: they were probably in the cloud, but still. Right. But you still have that panicked feeling, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. So it was yeah. definitely, um pretty
0: scary pretty not scary <laughs> freaky and annoying and you know sad all at once But
1: well becky keep
0: your ski pants <laughs> zipped. there you go put it in my pocket and put zilla. it in your pocket so
1: anywho well thanks for joining us for our conversation about working within a group we're going to put all of these notes in the show notes so you guys can reference them But, you know, as you work within groups now, evaluate how you're doing in all of these different categories, because I think as your groups change, as we grow and mature, um, the need to reevaluate becomes important as well. I know I constantly reevaluate myself in these different categories. So how are you leading yourself? Are you doing it well? Are you doing things that bring freedom? Are you not doing things that bring freedom? Yeah, and just remembering that you know the it might sound good in the moment, but is it going to be worth it in the end should be an important question. And then are you leading others well? Do you know how others hear you? Do you communicate well? Do you know the people around you? Are you able to sit and empathize with them? And then do you follow well? Are you giving other people the opportunity to lead in your place? And are you learning and growing f- with them? And observing them get to lead as well.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Good recap, Patricia.
1: This has been fun. Well, before we end, I would love for us to pass the ball to a woman in life who has inspired us. Becky, would you like to go first? Sure. I want to pass the ball to my
0: mentor, Di Schaefer. She was my mentor teacher when I started teaching way back. And I just love her so much. She leads herself well, she's super healthy. She played field hockey for years and years and years. She leads others well. She's still teaching and she leads, she, she gives others the chance to lead um, very well as, as well. So I just wanted to shout out to die because you mean so much to me. You, you know, the scriptures well, you live them well, you love well. And I just, I'm so happy and glad that you're my life. So I just wanted to give you a shout out and pass the ball
1: to you. So I hope you, appreciate this because I appreciate you. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. And I got to meet Di actually recently at Becky's birthday thing. So um, that was really cool. Well, I would love to pass the ball to Julie Rohde. She has mentored me with what I do in uh, working with college coaches and athletes. And she works at the Ohio State University. And I have really appreciated her mentorship Not only does she lead herself well and others, and I have seen and heard stories of how she follows well, but she really does point me towards Jesus and just remind me to love God and love others well. And she also has been very intentional in staying in touch with me through the insanity that has been my life over the last couple of years. And I just really appreciate her reaching out and Just being a listening ear. Sometimes Mm -hmm. she just listens to me vent, and sometimes she gives advice, and sometimes both. But I just really appreciate you, Julie, and I am thankful to have you in my life.
0: That's so cool. And Di is the same way. Sometimes I talk a lot, and sometimes she talks a lot, which is really nice in a mentor. Yeah. So it's important to have those women in our life. Very, very important. So thank you all for listening, and never forget, life is a team sport, and you are never alone. Thank you.